I'm Arya Schwartz, along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. For some teams, the season has come to a close, and for a special eight teams, the season is just beginning. It's that time of year. The playoffs are set, and there is so much to discuss. So let's dive right in. This doesn't make you want to dance. Do you even dance? I used to hate this song, and now I I really, I appreciate it. (laughs) Well, if you like our show, please consider joining the Patreon community, patreon.com backslash Windsider. For less than a cup of coffee a month, you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the W. And don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com. That's windsider.com. And I'm not going to do the plug for playbacks because... We're live on playback.tv forward slash Winsider. Welcome back to the Winsider Show. We're so glad to have you here for a very, very special live playoff edition of the Winsider Show. I had to twist Rachel's arm to do this, so uh, glad it worked out. (laughs) That's not true. I was about it. As I said, I'm Ari Schwartz alongside the great... Rachel Galligan, who I'm not allowed to call the Hall of Famer anymore, apparently. Uh, So I'll just call her Hoff. The playoffs are set. This is like, I mean, I'm Jewish, so I don't know what Christmas morning is like. But (laughs) this is like, you know, Hanukkah morning. This is, I am bubbling. I know for some people, a 40-game season has been long and tumultuous. uh, Been hard for the players. (laughs) Hard for the media. And hard for and me. <laughs> hard for Rachel, who's getting married in like two days. Um, but I think like the excitement, whether or not it's a 40-game series a season, a 50-game season, whatever, like the excitement for the W is building and building and building. And I'm vi- like, look, at the beginning of the season, right? We, we talked about this. Was this going to be somewhat of a boring season? We have Las Vegas Aces a super team. We have the New York Liberty, a super team. We have the Connecticut Sun, possibly super team slayers. We had the Washington Mystics, possibly super team slayers. And then we just had a bunch of other teams that were like, oh, you know, what's going to happen? What's going to whatever. Um, yeah. And then we had the Sparks. Um, <laughs> and I think as the season went on, like we talked about this last year when the Aces won the finals. And we talked about this, you know, throughout the whole season a lot has to go right for a team to win a championship and to make a deep playoff run. A lot has to go right. Now, Las Vegas Aces are no doubt an amazing team. Not everything's going right for them this season like we saw last year. We're seeing some injuries. Um, You know, we're not going to get into the domestic abuse of Raquana Williams, but there's a key clog on this team missing from the roster. Um, Like, that's something they didn't have to deal with last year. You have Candace Parker missing. They didn't have to deal with injuries and key players missing last year. And personally, I always thought that was a huge element of their run. Um, Whereas you could argue New York hasn't seen anything necessarily go against them this year. Kind of when you think back, Rachel, to the Las Vegas Aces winning it last year and now where we are today, um, where's your head at? Who was I? I might've been talking to you about this. Um, Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling. I, 
it's going to be really hard for me to predict that for two years in a row, this franchise is going to go on, you know, to win back-to-back championships. We talked about the depth issues last year. Yes, they re- they retooled, they reloaded, they brought back this, the same pieces, the same core pieces. But given their circumstances right now, I'm really concerned, you know, because of, again, different, different team, different, different depth, but they're lacking that, that, that same depth. And I think when you go on to win a championship, when you go on to play, you know, in, in the playoffs, you do need a bit of luck. And, and granted, I know this team has the talent. They, they've proven that that core, that four-headed monster, if you will, can do it. You still need luck when it comes to that. You need luck being able to stay healthy. You need luck with, you know, some of the calls. You, you mean, you, you do. You need a strike of luck. And I'm very concerned with Las Vegas and where they're at right now. I mean, I would I be that blown away if they did kind of go back to back? Honestly, yeah, I would. And I know that's probably like not a, not a popular take right now. Um, but I just, I'm, I don't, I don't know. I'm worried about them and the longevity of this entire playoff series. That's, that's an interesting aspect because like how many people, right? How many analysts, how many people who cover the league are going to look at the standings and go the Las Vegas aces. I would be surprised if they win it. And, and honestly, I would agree. Um, yeah. a longer second round series could really test them. I agree. Um, and Jamari, great point. The Sparks were the last team to win back-to-back in 01 and 02, um, which is honestly like... Isn't that wild, wild to think about? That's so wild to think it feels about. Like, I mean, I was like, man, it really does feel like it's been a long time, but I didn't think it was that long. I mean, <laughs> and I mean, I'm not saying I don't, I don't think that they can. It's just if Candace Parker was on this team and healthy and, and being able to function, I'm having a different tone in my voice right now. The way I've seen them kind of not... They've won four in a row. Okay, Wait, great. But. Real quick, are you going to be surprised, shocked, excited, or what? What's your reaction when you know after they sweep the sky? Obviously, I'm living in a whatever land. After they sweep the sky, we or like a moment before one of the games of the first round or the second round, we find out. No, I, okay, chill. <laughs> um, we find out that Candace Parker is healthy and will be playing to some degree in this playoffs. Like. I would be ecstatic just because I want to see it. I want to see them at their full strength. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to see this Vegas team, you know, that we saw a month and a half ago, two months ago. I want, I want to see that. I don't want to see them, you know, at their current state, which again is really, really damn good. I mean, that's really damn good. It's just, I would give anything to be able to have CP three back and and just another added piece to this team. They're going to need it. They're going to have to have it. If this, they go all the way, which I predict they will go all the way to the finals. Um, they're going to need that. And, and if it, if it does end up being, you know, New York and in Vegas in the finals, like that, that's going to be necessary. It's necessary. At least the way Liberty are playing. What'd you say? I had to ice you for that one. (laughs) Um, we got some good questions from, uh, from our listeners. Does Becky put her bench in when let's say the aces are up 10 to 15 in the middle of the game? I, I think it's the playoffs are a different beast than the regular season. And I almost think, and obviously, Rachel, you're much wiser than I, even though you're wrong all the time. Um, oh, don't like, worry. We'll talk about Pickham at the end of this. Who ended up winning? It. It. Oh, we gave just two so, Just so you guys know, whoever, we'll let you know who won Pickham. Yeah. And it, it came down to the last game, actually. Literally, the last game of the season decided it. Um, no, but I think when it comes to playoff 
rest minutes. Like you kind of shy away from that almost because you need to keep that hot streak going. Whereas there's more of a break in between games. I don't know. That's my take when it comes to the playoffs. Like I'm more inclined to run people into the ground. Um, I think it's a little more of like, you hope you take care of business and you're at the end of the game and you're able to kind of rest some people at that point. I, I mean, from my experience, not that I've coached in the WNBA, but from, from my understanding, you know, just as a coach in general, if I put that hat of me on, you know, you, you've got rotations down to kind of a science right now. You know, you're not going to start altering different rotations too different. I mean, you, these teams are who they are. They, they've been playing a certain way for 40 games. You know, they're, they're set in how they do things. They're very meticulous with how they do things. I, I would not personally expect to see a lot any, of anything different. That's just me. Yeah, yeah no, I, I definitely agree. With I that. Well, the Olympic years can really, really hurt a team. Um, we're not going to talk about Seth Dolson, but shout out to Seth <laughs> Dolson for five for five from three in that one game. Fucking killed it. Um, okay, let's move on to more important, more fun things. It's the playoffs. Let's talk about our first matchup of the WNBA playoffs. My hometown team, the Minnesota Lynx, taking on the Connecticut Sun on Wednesday. A little bit of recap. The Sun won the play the, the regular season series three to one. Lynx won that one game without Nafisa Collier. Um, I forget if it was the second or if it was the first game um, where they won. They beat New York, then they beat Connecticut, or they beat Connecticut, then New York. Third game. Um, I, say, I think it's the third. No, no, I meant in. No, I know it was the third game of their series of games of four. I was saying that yeah. I believe. It was like the fee goes down with injury. Then they played New York and then they played Connecticut. They played Connecticut, then New York um, and was a good, a good game. And an interesting aspect, I think, if you were watching the league, because um, and we'll get into this later, like Nafis Collier, one of the best players, arguably a top five player in the league this year. Um, get to that in a moment. But fees down and somehow, some way, Minnesota finds a way to pull off a victory um, let's start off the bat. Who are some key players from each team for you when it comes to this series? Um, I mean, listen, we know Fee's going to do what she does. So I'm not going to, I mean, clearly Nafisa Collier, I agree, is in top five conversation for MVP. At least she was in mine. That is, for, I'll, put, I'll, put, I'll put it out there right now. Uh, for me, I think it's McBride. You know, McBride has been really steady um, her entire career. It's actually really impressive. Go out, go back and look at the numbers. Um, Dork, thank you, everybody, with Dorka. Dorka, I'm a huge Dorka stan. I'm amazing. So excited for the year that she's had. But I'm going to go with McBride just because, again, McBride's ability to elevate this team in key moments. I almost feel like she's taken a step forward in her career this year. Um, You know, just the the moments where they needed a bucket and – they needed that secondary option that wasn't going to be ran through fee. McBride has been able to do it. Um, McBride's got to be able to knock down shots. She's got to be able to give them, you know, 15, 16, a game go off for maybe a 20, couple 20 pointers. I mean, whatever that, whatever that looks like. But I do think Kayla McBride for the links is just kind of that X factor when she goes and you have fee going and everybody else has been pretty steady um, across the board, including Dorka. Um, I think that the links are really good. I think, I'm going to mix it up here for the sun because <clears throat> I know you have a different one than me. I'm going to say Natisha Heideman. Um, it, I don't want to say it feels like it's been a down year for Heideman, but we, we all know that like Heideman can get hot 
and she can go off in key moments and she can come in and, you know, hit three to four threes in a game. And I think Heidemann, we know that AT is going to be doing her thing. You know, Bonner's going to have a good game. We also know Bonner's going to go, you know, three for 17 with one of these matchups. So who's going to be that added element that's given some, that's given them, you know, an extra, you know, eight to eight to 12 points a game. And I think Heidemann's proven time and time again during her career. I mean, at this point, she's a vet. She can stretch the floor, which I think the Lynx struggle to defend at times. Um, I don't know. I think Heidemann's can have a really big series here. What about I'm you? not going to lie. The one game I was live to this year uh, took Gus to his first game. Lynx's son, while I'm there, run into Tisha Heidemann's sister-in-law and nephew, start chatting with her. She said a similar thing. She said it's been a down year after an amazing overseas season in Israel, winning a championship. Oh, sorry, did not win a championship. Lost. She was on Liz Cambage's team. Lost to Shakira Austin and Alicia Clark. Um, Having a down year. Shooting bad. I've seen some pickup late in the season, which gets me excited because I've been saying this for years that I think she has kind of been the missing element of their offense when it comes to playoff time. Jazz Thomas is a great player. No shade to her. But end of the day, they need to be making more buckets and jazz Thomas will disappear for games. Jazz Thomas will disappear for periods of time offensively. She's not going to disappear defensively, but offensively she just goes MIA. Yes. She's going to have one good game. Natisha Heidemann is that it player. I agree with, with your take on it. For me, it's Bonner because I look at this Connecticut sun team and ever since look with Carrington here and there um, and with Bree Jones down it can't just be all Alyssa Thomas. Somebody needs to make baskets for Alyssa Thomas to get those assists. I think Becca Allen's been amazing. Tip Hayes has been amazing. We've seen a lot of growth from this team throughout the season. But at the end of the day, it's going to the playoffs are superstar time. And the superstars of this team are 18 Bonner. And if we can see them have another, you know, 30 and 30 night or something crazy like that, it's going to be a wild run for this Connecticut Sun team. Um, for me, how do the Lynx win? I think I think somebody mo- pointed out earlier, it's about depth, depth with points. They don't need Fee to score 50. We know Fee's going to, what, drop like 20, 13, 8, or 3. You know, like she's going to stuff the stat sheets in a classic Fee way, but they need even effort from bench scoring. When they, when they won that game, it's because they were able to get bench scoring. Milic needs more minutes. I've been saying this all year. Um, I'm just going to say it. Uh, Ari Chambers, love you. Her and I were tweeting about coach of the year this year. Uh, Cheryl Reeve got brought up. And one of the things that, you know, maybe this shouldn't be a knock against someone winning coach of the year. Me personally, I think her rotations hurt the team better than they serve the team. And so that was a huge, um, a huge issue for me. And obviously Milic minutes, Dorka minutes. And yes, Chelsea. Bridget Carlton minutes were the things that held this team back. I think the team is like uh, Mitchell might have the stat undefeated this year when uh, when uh, Bridget Carlton scores or plays like 15 plus minutes or something crazy like that. That's so, that's uh, yeah, well, it's not like the Dorka starting step, whatever. Um, Rachel, keys for the Lynx to win. 
Um, they've got to take care of the basketball. I think if Connecticut's able to, you know, get out and play in transition and AT's, you know, going downhill and links are on their heels and they're having to get to the, they're getting to the free throw line. It's going to be a long, it's going to be a long night. So they've got to take care of the basketball. And I think they've got to throw the first punch. And I'm going to do this from the point of like, if I was broadcasting a game and I'm like literally giving you my bullet point keys. So that's why, um, throw the first punch. You know, they've got to come out of the gate like guns a blazing. You know, you, 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 they've, they've got to make a statement in those first four to five minutes of game one. Um, and obviously it's going to be physical. It's going to be, you know, a gritty game. It's going to be tough. You've got, you know, you've got to win those toughness points. So what are, what are the toughness points? You know, a 50-50 ball, so loose balls, uh, deflections. You've got to win the paint. You know, you've got to be able to get the ball inside. You've got to get feet of her spots. Um, you've got to win the rebounding battle. I mean, all those types of areas of the floor and rebounding type things that we know this Connecticut team does so well, again, because of AT largely, um, they've got to be the aggressor at, they've got to get to the free throw line. And, and again, they can't be reactive to the way Connecticut is playing. They've got to come out of the gate swinging. Um, and, and if they don't win game one, I don't, I don't see it happening. I agree. I think, I mean, what the links have won, one playoff game since their last championship. Um, I saw oh, somebody. Alyssa, Alyssa Thomas had a triple double in each of the last two meetings. Yeah. Them. Yeah. But that's uh, I mean, she had, saying, you know, like she, you've got to find a way to like combat that. I mean, even you, you don't have to stop triple doubles, but like you've got to find a way to combat that again, when she's being an aggressor like that you know, and getting deep into the pain, getting to the free throw line, you know, like distributing the way she does, they, they've got to have somebody that can just kind of match her, at least at that level of intensity. Oh, which clearly 100%. they struggled to do. <laughs> well, I was going to say somebody mentioned aerial powers. And I think, first of all, powers is a reason why I couldn't have Reef as coach of the year because no, because like, realistically, you look at me, obviously it was you, Amani. I wasn't going <laughs> to throw you under the bus. Um, no, but like, as much shade as I like to throw towards powers or whatever, you know, joke around, like end of the day, she is a high volume scorer. Yes. She can have bad percentages at times. Yes. She happens to, you know, shoot her ill-advised timed air balls. Um, but end of the day, like you look at the win, I think she had like 15 points. You look at a lot of games when you give her enough minutes in spurts. And while I agree with playing her in spurts is the way to go. I just think end of the day, Ariel Powers is one of those players that can provide scoring and this team's going to need to score. I Like when you play Connecticut, they're going to put you into a scoring drought at some point and you need a way out of it. And you get you do that by getting points, either by getting to the, the line, like you're saying, or by making shots. Um, how did the sun win? I mean, suffocating D, let AT cook. Somebody else hit some shots. I mean... Do what they do. Do what they do. Play their brand. I mean, if they play their brand of basketball and they, they are who they are, they're they're in a good spot. I think the obviously, I mean, the the hindrance is on the links to, to elevate their game and, and just to try and make Connecticut a little bit uncomfortable, take them out of their physicality, their toughness, their aggressor type of, you know, kind of vibe that they bring to the floor. And if they can, it can get interesting. All right, prediction. Yeah. What do you? Are no, 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 no. We're doing at predictions end. at the end. Okay, I digress. Rachel always likes to skip around, and I'm, I'm a scheduled, <laughs> you know. All right, Aces versus the Sky, also on Wednesday, regular oh season, um, a sweep, just 
brooms out, you know, talking. Actually, no, the sky didn't. Did the sky sweep in the finals? I just keep thinking of the door, how the sky brought the door to the parade. Um, it lives in my head. Renfrey, uh, I don't know what time. Jersey. Oh, no, that is a. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, that Lindsay Whalen jersey um, on the sun. Aces, Sky. I mean, key players for me is Marina and Jackie Young because I feel like the only way the Sky can win truly is if they just are scoring buttloads. Every like obviously Clea Copper fine all that jazz, um, but can they score? And Jackie Young is an elite perimeter defender. Um, so yeah, that that's what it comes down to for me. What about you? Who are your key players? I agree with I agree with the Marina take. I think if Marina can get hot and get going, but also I think it's just as much Courtney Williams too. You know, um, everybody, anyone who's who can contribute anything, I think, <laughs> is a key player for Chicago. I do, I mean, it's hard for me to pinpoint one person. I mean, I, obviously, Copper makes the most sense. I guess if I had to really, really think about it. You know, if Courtney Williams could elevate her level of play and put up some big time numbers, if she's up there scoring, you know, like she was a few years ago, up in like, you know, 22, 24. She dropped a triple double the other day, Rachel. Okay. I'm talking about like, you know, if, <laughs> no, I know, I know. You know, if she can like go crazy in this series and average like, you know, 22 something like that and marina's knocking down some shots and copper's doing what she's doing like okay but they they need that third oh they need they need that third big time score in my opinion that i don't think that we've seen all year long yeah um, I, for aces chelsea gray yeah. <laughs> just, just, like, i was like rolling the dice in my head like which one do i want to say i'm gonna say chelsea gray i i just I think she's going to pick Chicago apart personally. Uh, yeah, I, I think <laughs> I, that's the problem for me is like Chicago defensively. I just don't know how they're going to keep up unless like Vegas is having a shooting. Dr- like, I'm sorry, Elizabeth Williams ain't getting diddly against Asia. Um, like, but wear them down. That's how the sky win, right? Like the aces win by being themselves. The sky win by wearing them down running it, Clea Copper, just like... I, Clea Copper is, go, is going to come out of this series looking like a boxer coming out of, like, a 15-round bout, right? Like, she's just too physical in the paint. She's not going to back down. She's going to put the team on her back. I just don't know how she come like... I mean, at the end of the day, Chicago doesn't have anyone... I mean, like, again, you're just going player-to-player, toe-to-toe. The only one that, in my opinion, can be in the conversations with the Las Vegas Aces is Kalia Copper. And so, thus, here we are. You know, I mean, I, like you said, it, Chicago's got to come out and everyone's got to be playing at their peak basketball. Um, you've got to be hitting shots. You've got to be knocking down threes. You've got to be able to get runouts. Um, and if they can, they've got to push this to three games and try and wear Vegas down as much as they possibly can, which is only going to end up more beneficial for more teams down the stretch. But if they can wear Vegas down, you know, and maybe push it to three, like if they can steal one, if they can steal that game two or something like that, that's the only way they have a chance. But I don't see it going to three. Yeah, I I have to agree. (laughs) 
Oh yeah. Okay. A couple, a couple of points. We were talking about Connecticut sun. Rebecca Allen went out. Uh, when did she go out? Was it the last game? Oh, is Becca Allen hurt? No, Alana Smith is hurt uh, with Chicago. Not having Allen will be an issue. She's played well against the sun all year. So what are we talking about Allen for? Is, is Allen hurt? Hold on. And then Alana Smith for Chicago left the game on Sunday with an ankle injury. Um, oh, Lindsay Allen. Okay. I'm sorry. I was getting confused. Um, Alana Smith, that hurt Chicago even more. She's She's been really steady for them all year long. Now, we'll see. Hopefully, um, hopefully that's something that can be kind of, you know, salvaged and a couple days rest and she's good. But there without her, that's, again, just another unfortunate, at least made the playoffs right at least in the playoffs because lord knows they didn't need to be in the lottery because what yeah <laughs> no it's it's like it's sad but it's funny but it's awesome just because like they made the playoffs right like good for them they have something to build off of they signed the copper to an extension but it, yes and which is that's that's the news here that is the biggest news out of any of this but you know what sometimes when you get to a playoff and you're playing with house money and a team mm-hmm. like Chicago that you know they're not going to roll over. They've got that yeah. kind of tip to them. They've got that grit to them. They've got that underdog mentality. They've done it all year long. I mean, even to the point where how the hell did they even make it to the playoffs? I mean, granted, it was barely. But they have that kind of swagger and edge to them because they're led by Courtney Williams and Clea Copper that, like, they are playing with house money. I mean, is it completely off the table that something crazy happens here? I mean, it is the playoffs. So I we I sound like I'm kind of, like, pushing it under the rug, but like, maybe I should check myself a little bit. I don't know. I mean, a team like that with that type of mentality to themselves and that kind of like, we have nothing to lose is dangerous. Yeah. No, I mean, what, what's the, there's some phrase of like a, any sport, a, a sky guy with his back against the wall is the most feared animal or whatever. Um, no, I mean, I, I completely agree. Like you have players who have playoff success in Clea Copper, a finals MVP. Courtney Williams has been to the finals, um, has made deep playoff runs multiple times in her career. <laughs> Marina wanting to get uh, some playoff experience and then just, you know, sprinkling some other players in there. And Alana Smith has some experience too. Um, but yeah, well, I think it's it's just such an uphill battle. Well, and like, again, like Vegas is not Vegas. The, the, the players and the teams of this league do not look at Vegas the same way that they did two months ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even a month a month ago i mean mm-hmm. you know like vegas seems more human now and i'm not saying they're not great but they seem a little more down to earth not down to earth they're a little more just like they're not indestructible okay but answer me this and this is actually a really interesting maybe just for me question is which is better right because we always talk about the aces of recent the storm of recent um the links the sparks always getting the opponent's best game because of who they are. And I am, and so I, I ask you the question of like, is it better that the opponents in their mind are like, they're not the aces of two months ago? Or is it better that they think of them still in that highfaluticity? High I would say it's probably, if I'm Chicago, it's a good combination of both. Like you're still going to get their best effort because this is the number one seed. But then you also know that, like, they're not at 100%. So, like, well, shit, what do we have to lose? Like, why don't we go out there and just do our thing and see if we can get hot and have a little bit of an edge to us and, like, see what we can do? I think it's a good combination for Chicago to walk into, actually. The more I talk it out, 
But that's what happens in the playoffs, right, Rachel? Like we talk it yeah, out. I mean, we, for 30 we know, we know, we know, <laughs> we know, we know something crazy is going to happen at some point. So, all right, let's move on. What do we, all right, moving on. Arguably, arguably, the most intriguing, the most highly anticipated of the first round matchups. Now, I think, me personally, this is one of two matchups that I think could go to a a, a worse seated team. Um, and it's Mystics Liberty. You know, Friday, they split the series two to two. Little interesting tidbit. The Mystics come into the season, first game of the season, beat the New York Liberty. The Mystics have a whole middle of the season that I think they would be fine forgetting, and I'm fine forgetting. Uh, and then they end the season on a victory over the Liberty. For me, for me, the key players, as Pickle comes to join the party, the key Sorry. players... <laughs> are, I mean, I'm going to cheat here, right, and pick Elena Deladon and Tasha Cloud for the Mystics because I think it takes Deladon being there for them to have a chance, and it takes Natasha Cloud facilitating, leading, and scoring for them to actually win. Um, and then for New York, I think it's Stewie, uh, a little bit of an interesting tidbit. In the two Liberty losses against the Mystics, Stewie had a combined just 20 points. I think she scored 20-plus individually um, in those two other games that they won. So for me, I'm looking at Stewie because I think when it comes to the Liberty, it kind of starts and ends with Stewie this season. What about you? Uh, Yeah, I agree with that. But I would say uh, I think we are going to see a really big series from Sabrina. And I think JJ. JJ is probably my X factor in this matchup in particular because I think they need JJ on the glass. They need to be able to have somebody that they can run the ball through a little bit more down in the paint at times. Um, God, I don't know, man. When it comes to the Mystics, I agree. I mean, it's EDD and Cloud. I think you hit the nail on the head. I just don't feel as encouraged as you do about this being like an interesting matchup. I think if anything, if I'm New York, this, this sounds kind of bad, but like, I'm a little bit relieved. Like sometimes when you're on a really long win streak, you start to get this pressure that builds up and they had won what, like seven, eight in a row. I think it was eight or nine. I think it was eight. They had won eight in a row before that game against Washington the other day. And I think sometimes like if that gets stretched out too far and then you're doing that into the playoffs, like you kind of have this like subconscious weight on your shoulders. Um, I think it was actually a good thing that New York lost that game. Not because, I mean, look, I mean, they, they threw an alley-oop to Sykes and she hits a game winner. It was a phenomenal game. Well played by both teams. It was going to take a great effort from the mystics to do that. That's great. I just don't see them winning against New York, the way New York has played this last month and a half. Um, I actually think Washington will really struggle in this series in my opinion but if they're gonna if they're gonna be successful they have to have edd and cloud clicking like they like they do i agree with you i think honestly even more so i'm gonna redact my edd and cloud because you agreed with me and i'm like i can't do that no i'm just gonna say health like i don't even like i fully full and this is crazy and i know matt thinks i'm crazy and other WNBA fans think i'm crazy somebody stopped me um shout out to that fan who stopped me uh, at an event I was photographing recently and was like, hey, I know your voice from the pod. You made my day. Um, but I, honestly, like, 
The Mystics, if healthy, I think in the playoffs can run it. I have zero faith in them too. I'm not saying this from a a point of faith, right? Like faith is I'm jumping off the ledge backwards, eyes closed, and and they're going to catch me. They're not catching me. But if I'm sitting there looking, watching the game, and I look at these rosters from top to bottom, like they have playoff depth. They have someone who can match up with the bigs. They have multiple players who can do things to Steph Dolson and John Cole Jones and Nira Sabali that they don't like. They can, if they can defend the three point line, this is going to be a scary matchup for the Liberty. And this is exactly who the Liberty did not want to play. And I'll also say this Jamari brought up an interesting, interesting point. They played four games. The Mystics won two of them. One of those games was a very close game where the Mystics looked like they were poised to win it until I believe it was not just Austin, but I think also either Atkins and Cloud went down in that game too. And then you're talking about what two, three of your starters actually playing against the Liberty. Fine. They end up losing by 10 or 11 or 15. Fine. But like, I think this like, look, are they going to win it? You'll have to wait till the end of uh, the episode to hear my predictions. But I think we're definitely talking three game series. That That's my take. It's again, but then I come back, I say my thing and then I listen to your thing. And then I come back and want to change my thing because I have to remind myself it's playoff basketball. And I've been telling myself all year long, oh man, just wait for Washington to hit their stride. Watch this team could go off at any moment you know, and, go, and be able to go compete. And they've, they haven't done it. They haven't done it. And that's why I'm sitting here going, I have no faith. They have the, they have the talent. They have the experience. This is a, you know, a championship team skeleton of what they were whenever the hell it was, however many years ago they won. Is it possible that 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 moment that I've been waiting for all season long happens now? I guess it's not out of the equation, but I'm going to go differently. I think they'll get swept. Wow. <laughs> and, and, and classic Rachel refuses to wait until what we had mutually agreed upon. <laughs> Whatever. Maybe I'll change my mind by the time we get Yeah, done. maybe. Okay. No, I mean, I, look, I, I think it's very funny because if you're the Liberty, right, you don't want to play like you played in the beginning of the year and you don't want to play like how you ended the season. And the Mystics are the exact opposite. They don't want to play like the middle, right? Like the Liberty were amazing in the middle. The Mystics ended well and started well. Um, I will I will give it to you, though. I mean, if, if I'm New York, this is not who I want to see. Yeah. I mean, you're exactly right with that, especially coming off that last loss. Um, you know, this this out of all the ones we've talked about so far is the most interesting to me because you are kind of like you, you're really talking about two teams that have some heavy hitters and, and MVP caliber, you know, talent on their teams like. If if Washington was going to have that moment, which, again, I've kind of given up faith that they will at this point. If it can happen now, I, I, w- I would be ecstatic. That would be so awesome to see. And I would be really excited to, you know, see that team finally hit a stride that I thought they could do all year long. But, yeah, I don't know. At least at least we know that the Liberty are kind of sitting there kind of like, damn, that's a tough draw for a team that's been playing so damn well right now and were, was that close to being the number one seed. They, they draw the Mystics. That's tough. I, I got to say, like, if you're New York, you want to, you don't want to, but you want to play them, right? Like, you want to get your challenges out of the way. You want to prove yourself early to a degree, in my opinion. Um, but I just think it's, it has all the makings of a historic, 
you know, WNBA playoff matchup. You're right. You're right. I think, um, how does it happen? Uh, what were some points that you had brought up? Um, you, well, you, you talked about the three point line, right? Um, Liberty have got to be successful out there. I think Stewie, Stewie and Sabrina, you know, Stewie's got to be the arguably MVP that she could potentially be. I think in, in order for the mystics to do it, my God, they've got to defend the three point line. Like, and you can't have breakdowns. You can't go under Sabrina. You know, even if she's five foot off the five feet off the three point line, it amazes me how many how many teams still have that breakdown against someone like Sabrina Inescu at this point of the season. But being able to defend the three point line, take care of the basketball, and if they can like keep the rebounding numbers relatively reasonably close, and let's be honest, if they can get to the free throw line, I mean, Washington's got to get to the free throw line if they're going to be successful. Here's the thing, and that Washington has got to get calls. EDD needs to get calls and multiple players on their team need to get calls. But like, let's talk about the keys for Washington to win is going to be shooting down Sabrina, er, shooting down, ironically, stopping Sabrina from three, containing Stewie to an element, right? And, and not letting Marine go off from three. And who do they have? Atkins, Cloud, and Sykes. I think that's a recipe to keep the series close at worst case. Um, we can get into it for many, many more episodes. The last series of the playoffs. Oh, that's a great call. Um, rookie, all rookie team. Mm-hmm. All right. Wings versus the dream. The other team that I feel like could possibly have an upset in terms of seeding, uh, is on Friday. I think Friday games are going to be a little bit more entertaining than the Wednesday games. Because, of course, the WNBA wants to schedule games on one of the most holy of all Jewish holidays. Um, but in the regular season, the Dallas Wings swept the series 3-0. And I'm going to start off in a different way with this series, Rachel. Oof. We'll get to key players. We'll get to keys to winning. I'm curious for you, like, seating-wise, there's obviously a big difference between Vegas sweeping Chicago through the regular season and the wings sweeping the dream seating wise, just like flat out. Right. But we look at this. Do you think it's beneficial or detrimental for the wings that they swept them? Because we always talk about, it's really hard to beat a team four times, five times in a row, even if it's not back to back to back games. I I feel like, I feel like it's a different ball game when you get to the playoffs. Like, I feel like that kind of, like, in my mind, goes out the window. Okay. Like, if we're talking about regular season, okay, if we're talking about, you know, in a series, in the playoffs, I, I think when you're talking about, you know, the last four months or however long it's been, for me, I, I don't put a lot of thought into that. That's just me personally. Now, some might say, oh, well, we slept, we, you know, we beat them three times, whatever, but, like, I mean, you already beat them three times. That, that, that's, the, that's the famous quote. It's hard to beat a team three times. Shit, might as well make it four. Might as well make it five. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's totally fair, right? Like, if you're just spanking them, keep I spanking them. I mean, you know, them. like, I do think this will be interesting. I don't think, I think Dream could make this one interesting. I, do. I agree with you. I very much I, agree with you. I think that this team has continued to grow. They've continued to make the right strides. You know, do I think that they are where they want to be as a franchise? Obviously not. Um, but I do think that 
my thing is with Dallas is they can they can beat themselves. And I think this is a team that really struggles with referees and they struggle with calls. And they get so wrapped up in whatever calls are that they like that takes them out of it. We see we've seen it in how many Dallas Wings games this season. Like if you can kind of get in their heads a little bit and get them frustrated and, and they're they're talking to themselves, they're talking to the refs, everybody's freaking out. Like Dallas really struggles with that. In my opinion, that's one of my biggest knocks on this team is like I get it. Their WNBA referees are terrible. You know, they're, they're, they're bad. There's been some really bad moments, but like, get back, go defend, you know, and Mm -hmm. I don't see Atlanta doing that. You know, this is a team that just wants to go play hard, you know, and they're happy to be in this situation for the first time since 2018, you know, and, and they're hungry and they're ready to take those next steps. And I could see Dallas kind of, you know, getting in, getting in their head, their own heads a little bit too much. And, and Atlanta just playing so hard and putting their head down and doing the work that I could see them stealing a game or a game. Can I just say that if Dallas had Atlanta's mentality, mental aspect of the game, the Dallas wings would not be a $10 bet to make a thousand dollars. They would not be arguing we would not be arguing about whether or not they're a dark horse contender and things like that. Um, I yeah. think it's it's that mentality that's holding them back. And to uh, your burner's uh, point, Arike can, whoa, like Bonner and Jewel. Wow. Wow. Okay. Throwing throw in the all-time scoring single season record holder who played like 10 more games than the other player. Um Throwing them in there. That's fine. That, that's a choice. Whatever. No, we can get into that later. Um, no, but I, I agree where it's, I think the reason why, um, and if you saw me on Twitter today arguing for YLT's coach of the year, the reason why I said that and I picked her was because while Arike has not gotten there fully yet, I have seen a lot of growth from her. Um, so for me, it's Arike. Can she not shoot nine for 20? Um, can she not do those classic shots that we're all sitting there? Like, why are you taking that? That just like pull and And the problem with those shots is no longer, it's a bad shot at a bad time. It's, you can see the rest of the team pissed off about it. Cause I think we're at a point where the rest of the team knows the rest of the team knows how deflating that play is and how selfish of a play that is. And the rest of the team is starting to get sick of it. I don't think the teammates, at least body language wise, are still giving Arike that leniency. Um, and then Ryan Howard, like if Atlanta's going to win, Ryan Howard just needs to have a big, big series. It's got to be Cheyenne Parker for me. She's mm. been so good all year long. And I agree, Kevin, this is a really bad draw for the dream, especially when you look at Dallas and what they can do on the interior with McCowan and Brown. I mean, for Dallas, they've got to completely dominate. They just got they've got they've got to manhandle Atlanta in the paint, paint points, rebounding, second chance opportunities, and there's a lot on Parker's shoulders in terms of being able to be someone that they can throw the ball to, and she's not neutralized by one of those other players, and you know they can still get those paint touches that are being kicked out for, for you know to Ryan Howard in motion and things like that. That I think that you know you know, we've seen Atlanta like have success with is being able to run the ball through Cheyenne Parker and and get her touches down low. Now, can she do that against them? You know, we're going to see, it's going to be a really, really, really tough matchup for her and for Atlanta across the board. But, um, I mean, it is, I agree, Kevin, that's a bad draw. It's yeah. But that said, it's funny, Kevin, because 
you saying that, I this is why I love the debates, the different perspectives, the different opinions when it comes to the W, because I think so often people kind of just like fall in line. Oh, this person said that. That sounds right. Cool. That's I didn't I didn't think about that aspect of this series until you mentioned that. Cheyenne's been great, but to go up against, I mean, honestly. Now, Cheyenne can stretch it. Like, like, they, like, like, McCowan and Kalani Brown don't want to come out of the paint. Now, Cheyenne can do, she's not the same. She can stretch the floor and make them uncomfortable in certain scenarios. And that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to be able to open up the interior a little bit. But that's why Natasha Howard has been the third threat. Yeah. That's why Tierra and Kalani have been, like, there's too much skill going on in Dallas and they do a great job of finding the hot hand when it's needed and uh, and adjusting their tempo sometimes they'll mm-hmm. slow it down and play a little more in the half court um you know again for players like McCowan and Kalani and you know being able to throw the ball inside um, but I agree Atlanta they've got to be able to push the pace it's got to become a track meet Monique Billings has got to be running the floor you've got to have Nas running the floor I mean it's got to be an absolute just getting up and down the floor Ryan being able to get open threes and transition um it'll be interesting I I don't know that's I know who I think wins but I do think that even though they got swept I think besides the mystics maybe upsetting the Liberty this is the other series that I'm looking at and, and yes, great. it would be total Cheryl Reeve to go and sweep Connecticut and stick a middle finger to me. Um, but that that's just where my mind is at. Um, I want to do a quick shout out to, I mean, the regular season's over. Winsider, we've had an amazing staff this year. I'm not going to run down everybody's name. Um, you know who you are. But I want to give a very, very special shout out to kind of the unsung hero- heroes the not you Rachel you get talked about enough no. um, our 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 editing team and our social team who just does so much work to make things work I guess is for because I stink at talking um they've just been so amazing this season I think I speak for myself as someone who's obviously been very close to Insider from its inception but like to see our growth um and to see what our editing team and our social team Yes, and our graphics have been doing this year, I think, is next level. Um, and I'm proud to, to say I work with them. Um, a few other things we want to talk about. So uh, most importantly, I would say, obviously, Danny McKenna, Jasmine, um, and Kara, and Ace, Julie, and um, I'm blanking on somebody. I'm blanking on somebody, and I'm going to feel horrible. Um, so I apologize. But Jasmine has just been doing so much amazing work and a really cool idea um, that we're going to be doing for the first time this year with some cool giveaways of a Windsider t-shirt and possibly one of these cool t-shirts um, is we're going to be doing a WNBA playoffs bracket challenge. Oh. Uh, we're going to be publishing it, I believe, tomorrow, possibly publishing it on a Wednesday, um, but everything's basically set up. You'll just make your picks, and then you just have to pick the final score of the final finals game uh, as the tiebreaker because we don't. Obviously, it's a little bit different than the NCAA bracket. And make sure you check out, um, I'll post it again, our affiliate links right here. Uh, you buy stuff from them. We get a percentage and it helps us allow what we do to do what we do. Um, MVP talk, real quick. Rachel, let's just do it. Just just, just a brief, you know, dip our toes in it. 
I'm just um, distracted by the chat right now. They're killing me right now. I love it. It's freaking great. Um, <laughs> okay, the MVP, t- we're doing it. MVP talk. Like, let's just do it. It might end with Rachel and I hating each other and the podcast ending forever. Um, Alyssa Thomas, Brianna Stewart, Asia Wilson. Like, we don't need to talk about Nafisa Collier. She was on my top five list. Yes. Uh, we don't need to talk about Satu Sabli. She was on my top five list. Yes. They weren't in actual running um, for the MVP. And honestly, like, so for those who don't know, when when you are a voter, humble brag, Rachel and I are voters. When you're a voter, you base you like have to rank them one, two, three, four, five, and you get different points based on that. Personally, I think the the four and five are kind of pointless, but whatever. Like, it's cool. Give them a pat on the back. Motivation for next year. Um, Rachel, what was your order before you get into why? Just tell me your order, and I'll tell you my order. Brianna Stewart. Asia Wilson, Alyssa Thomas, Nafisa Collier, Neka Ogumke. I totally forgot. I know totally you did. I'm, I'm really annoyed with you, but okay. I ahead. totally forgot. Yeah, Rachel went with Neka. Neka had MVP caliber points. Cool. They didn't make the playoffs. Couldn't make my list. Sorry. Um, no, I, I, I know for a second I thought when you went fee four that you did Satu five, and I was like, oh well, at least we got two in the same position. Um, I didn't do it. Nope. Wait, so you went you went Stewie one, Asia two. Okay, so we didn't even we're ships in the night. I went Alyssa Thomas one, Brianna Stewart two, um, and Asia, Asia Wilson three, three oh. and then Fee, and then oh my god, Rachel, your burner account is trying to get banned. <laughs> you know I can ban you, right? Um so for me it was it was pretty simple in the sense of like, if I was going to say it in a couple sentences, which I'm never good at saying anything in a couple sentences. Um, if I was going to say it, I would say Alyssa Thomas, almost in the words of, of Natasha cloud, like what Alyssa Thomas has been doing this season has never been done before. She had what? Six triple doubles this year, or five, six triple doubles this year, nine on her career, I think, or eight on her career. I think it's nine. Um, just, an insane season. Nobody has ever done that, right? Like she had nine triple doubles. I think there has been like 22 triple doubles in the league's career. She essentially has half the league's triple doubles and she did a majority of them in one season. What she is doing has never been done. I don't think it will ever be done again. Um, and I just think like we too often don't give, I don't want to say the respect, but MVP nods and attention don't go to guards. Because often they're required to facilitate more than bigs are. Um, Often it doesn't go to guards because I think inherently they look worse on defense because they often get burned on a bucket. They often get a shot in their face. They often, you know, aren't getting like a eye grabbing highlight reel block in the paint. That's what the bigs do. So I think when Alyssa Thomas stepped in this year and started doing things that not only elite bigs in this league are doing, but also doing things that the best guards in this league are doing, it kind of just, it didn't compute. It's like trying to tell AI to do something it can't do. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't compute. Um, And so for me, like when you're doing something positive that doesn't compute at that level, I just, I, I think for me, the hardest part was when Asia Wilson dropped 53 and sitting there and looking at what her and Stewie are doing and going, well, Stewie's stats are slightly better. 
Um, and I think Stewie's roster, while it's deeper, isn't as he- top heavy. So I, yeah, that's my three minute one sentence of why I, mean, I picked Alyssa Thomas. I mean, we literally, what did we do the entire last week? Like sat down and went back and forth and analyzed and talked and like went crazy. One day I even got out a piece of paper and just started like for like two hours was like, she went rain man. And, like completely like analyzing all this stuff. And I made myself, I looked like a crazy person and I was just going down all these numbers and da, 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 from all three. Cause in my mind, it was like, I had no idea what I was going to do. I could not figure it out. And I was talking to all sorts of people that I really respect and asking people's opinions. And we were just going back and forth. And um, legitimately, I finally like calmed down <laughs> and was like, there is a valid and very real and 100%, any three of those players could win MVP. And I'd be like, absolutely, I agree. You know, like it was, it was excruciating to try and pick one for myself. So it's not like I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, they shouldn't get it. They shouldn't get it. Like I can, I can switch from minute to minute as to who I think should have this award. And so ultimately for me, I had to step back. And again, we talk about this. It's, it's in any league, it's in any, you know, in any, any pro league, like, like what, what defines MVP and what does, what does MVP mean for you? Should the league define what those parameters are? Or do you leave that up to the individual voter, you know, and, Rebecca Lobo put something out there that was like, <clears throat> you know, like, like, like whatever, like whoever, however the voters vote, like, don't take it as a knock against the others. It's like, all of these people are deserving. And that was like, okay, let me calm down. And like, let me really think in my mind, what does MVP mean to me? Um, I was for a long time on the Asia Wilson train. And then I was on the Alyssa Thomas train. And then at like the 11th hour, I switched to the Brianna Stewart train um, I think, man, it's so hard. Was to it, was this what convinced you? Yeah. Well, when mm-hmm. they sent me the, the, the reward, the, the media box to try and persuade our votes. And it was, it was definitely giant, the doll. A giant pizza box. Let me show you guys. <laughs> um, shout out to the New York Liberty. Cause this was actually a really cool custom pizza this box. This is what did it. This is what did it. Yeah. So, so you, you weren't upset that there was no pizza. Well, I'll just put any pizza that I order in there. That would be so, good. I'm, yeah, actually, I would say this. There's sent, no oil stain. Oh, yeah. Connecticut sent a punching. One little keychain. New York was really cool. I was really impressed with them. New so York anyway. was cool. Minnesota was cool also. And for me. Minnesota's was cool also. They gave <laughs> uh, some custom cards. We're actually going to give away a couple of those. Um the Stu York MVP, we're going to give one of those away, um, you know, because why not? Uh, yeah, all right, fine. Rachel, uh, no one respects your vo- your vote. You know, like, whatever. You gave in to a bribe. If somebody really that. wants to know my reasoning, just DM me and I will go through my thought process. But I'm, I went. I'll, I'll tell you, you don't want to know her reasoning because unless you want to see a bunch of, like, chicken scratch on a napkin um, from Topgolf. Uh, okay, so. random other things that i want to mention here for Um, the next 30 minutes if i yeah right uh we will be revealing our picks on a different show um but that would take forever so we'll do that on a different one but i am curious for you rachel i know like you and i work together for our picks obviously a lot of people think like oh they're you know they're teaming up no like 
we did not end up with the same picks as we showed you or as we told you with MVPs. I don't think um, we've but, ever submitted the same picks ever. No, I think that we see eye to eye in a lot of stuff, but then there's some stuff where we just veer we were slightly not, apart. We were very different on coach of the year as well. Very different on coach of the year. But I'm so I'm curious for you, what was the hardest of the awards? And before you answer that, you had mentioned something that I, I want to bring up real quick. You had said Rebecca Lobo's comment about, um, you know, don't be upset. It's not a knock answer. I think for a very long time, and while justified in some cases, right, there was, okay, Rachel's burner. Um, there was a period of time where we would see the votes come in and you would see a couple of votes in the yearly awards and think to yourself, who the hell did that vote? That is a ridiculous vote. And I think a lot of animosity came from that. Now, yes, there were sometimes individual cases where it looked bad. Honestly, if you ask me, I think it's because those were people who are hired by the teams. And when you're hired by the team and you're given a vote, it's kind of, I would assume, implied, nudge, nudge, hint, hint, wink, wink, to give some reciprocity or whatever to that team. Maybe that's not, I think that's where some of those votes came from. And yes, obviously, sometimes people just didn't pay attention. They're grandfathered in on voting and they just threw some things out there. But I just think that we, as never going to happen because it's WNBA Twitter, but we need to be respectful of each other and understand that, like, this has been a historic season. We've seen so many records be broken. There's so many different ways of logic. Like, even, for instance, MVP Defense Player of the Year. I think you can make a case for Asia. You can make a case for AT. And I think some people would look at it and say, I voted for one player for MVP, so I'll vote for the other for Defensive Player. There's some people who will view it as individual awards. They're not connected at all. And and so there's so many different ways to it that I think we just need to sit here and go, okay, I respect that I would like to give the benefit of the doubt that you put in the time, the thought process to vote. And I'll respect that's all I ask for, right? Like just do your homework, actually watch the league and do some, do some studying and really put some thought into it. That's all I care about. All right. So hardest one to pick for you. (sighs) Second team all defense. Can I know? I, I know. I I know. I can't say that. Well, I was going to say the the teams in general. The teams in general are really hard. Um, actually, I don't. I don't struggle with the. Well, eh, it didn't feel as hard this year for the first team all WNBA. First team all defense didn't feel as hard. It was the second team all defense that I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with this. Um, but for me, I mean, MVP was brutal. That was absolutely. Brutal. I stressed about it way longer than any other award. Um, and I would say coach of the year. You know, I think that you could make an argument. There was not a clear winner this year for me. There, I don't think there was a clear winner like across the board. I think you could look in the past and be like, man, it was very obvious. James Wade, you know, or whoever. I, I think that there's been and it came down to the wire. I mean, if L.A. made the playoffs, I thought there was a really good argument for Kurt Miller. Mm-hmm. And I was ready to start thinking that way a little bit. Um, but I didn't think that there was a very crystal clear coach of the year. Like there was, there was at least three to four names with legitimate that deserved to be in that conversation. And yeah, Cheryl Reeve is definitely one of them in my opinion. I mean, LT, um, I thought, I thought it, it, Cheryl Reeve, LT, Sandy, and um, who am I missing? Becky. We got into it on that one. Any of those four, you know, like now that I feel like New York got second, like Sandy. No, how do you, did you say Steph White? Steph White. Oh yeah, Steph, Sandy, whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, yeah. Sandy, Steph, LT, and uh, Reeve. Reeve. 
Yeah. 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 I, for for me and like I, I put this out there, I think. And and I went I went stuff white. I went LT. I, I just think like Reeve wasn't in the combo because you start 0 and 6, like that to me, that's like getting an F <laughs> in your first class. You know what I mean? Like your first homework assignment. And then like still being like a C average play uh, student and then wanting like the valedictorian award. This is why I think that the Reeve thing deserved conversation was because that team like statistically by the numbers, by the analytics was way worse than they actually are. That's fair. That's like, like that team should have probably been a lottery team seriously, but they they overachieved this year. We can all agree that they, they, they overachieved. They clicked really well. They played really well. They, they drafted really well. The rookies, rookies. I wouldn't say really they played well. really well. They, they won some I close games. They, I think <laughs> they joking. played as well as this team, you know, was going to be able to. I mean, Jesus, I had no idea Minnesota was going to have the year that they had. I, I was yeah. like just writing them off left and right at the beginning of the season. Fully guilty. I am totally one of those people that had no faith in this team this year. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I do think that the way they that Shale Reef coached this team this year and brought them together and, and the product on the floor that we saw night in and night out, especially late in the season, that that's I really respect it. She did a really good job. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, a few other things I want to just drop on you real quick. The <clears throat> Winsider Award, the first ever Winsider Award. I will be buying a trophy. We'll be giving oh, it to cool. a player. There's going to be the Winsider Award. I it's going to be bigger than the or bigger or smaller than Kelsey Plum's uh, <laughs> trophy. Haven't decided which one yet. I really got to get an order in once we figure out who wins. Um, and I think the only other topic that needs to be brought up just for some laughs. Can we uh, explain what the Winsider Award is? It's just- so, yeah, sorry, sorry. The Winsider Award is like, there's the MVP award, right? And that goes out to the best play, like, you know, a collective, whatever. The Winsider Award it's it's slightly similar to the Winsider Coach of the Month, slightly similar to the Winsider Coach of the or Player of the Month. It it's just it's our way of of nodding and not necessarily just saying, "Oh, Ace is one." It's Asia Wilson. Oh, you you know, I mean, giving out an award that's less politicized and just going out there for a player that you know, for us as an outlet, we thought was having an amazing season. Um, There'll be a whole write-up and, and a lot more details and thought and everything Perfect. like that. If Steph Dolson wins the Winsider Award, um, let's just say there'll be a whole new Winsider team next year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, that would be the ultimate troll by then. I already Please. know who I'm voting for for the Winsider Award. Cool. Um, I don't even know the parameters, but I know who I'm voting for. There you go. <laughs> uh, Rachel, I know you didn't see it, but listeners, if you didn't see it, in the exit interviews with Diana Taurasi, for this WNBA season came a glorious, glorious moment where somebody asked Diana Taurasi, would you be open, willing to play with Skylar Diggins Smith next year? Uh, And her without batting an eyelash response was next question. So I think you can think that on your own. It was, it was glorious too, because like, can someone send it to me on Twitter? Like, is it someone do it? Um, it was it was just glorious because everybody knows they almost like threw fisticuffs <laughs> on a sideline in the middle of a game. Um, and Tina Charles was like, I'm out of here. And then just went and ruined another franchise. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I just can't not see that that meme of Tina Charles's death going door to door. Well, 
It's come that time of the day, Rachel. We're not going to ask the GOAT question, but I'm going to ask that we make our predictions for round one of the WNBA playoffs. Hold Wings. on. Sorry, what? People know who won Pick'em this year? Oh, God damn it. You're really going to make me do this. Rachel won Pick'em, okay? She literally on the Spark Storm game. Okay. Spark Storm. <clears throat> I picked Storm for some reason. I mean, look, in my defense, I, I want this public. In my defense. Oh, yeah, the Sparks won. Damn it. Um, <laughs> I got really excited for a second. Uh, in my defense, I made a comeback. I made a three-game comeback on the last day. And if I would have just gone with my gut to pick against Minnesota, we would have ended the season as a tie. Rachel wins. I owe her something. We'll figure that out later. I don't need anything. Yeah, that's I'm, what... I'm like I'm like five and zero. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> of course, you just you so don't know shit. Right <laughs> Wait, hasn't Barkov said that about both of us? I feel like, come on. Um, whatever. I'm fine being on the opposite of Barkov side of history uh, because I don't spend thousands of dollars on pajamas. Um, <laughs> let's go. Who you got winning, wings or dream? Uh, wings and three. I got wings and two. I got a sweep going. Um, Mystics versus New York. Who do you got? New York and two. Mystics and three. This is my gamble. This is my one gamble. I, I said early on in the year, I made many predictions. So far, the only prediction that has come not true is the Lynx being in the lottery this year. I'm going Mystics in three because I think it's a great Ooh. setup. Uh, obviously relies heavily on a healthy Mystics team, which I'm just going to put out my caveat that somebody's probably going to get injured and then they're going to lose. But if they can stay healthy, they win it. Aces Sky. Uh, I'm going Aces in two. What about you? Yeah, Aces in two. Sun Lynx. I'm going Sun in two with a sweep, but I wouldn't be shocked to see Minnesota pull off game two. Sun in three. Sun in three. Okay, which which game do you think Minnesota wins? Game two. Yeah, yeah, I'm with it. Um, me and Mitchell. I said it. I said it a moment ago. I hate no, you. it's me and Mitchell, not you. You're out. Me and Mitchell. I'm looking at you also. When you do this, <laughs> I see it too. Well, I just want to thank everybody for joining us. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, listening us to us ramble and watching how it looks behind the scenes normally. But if you are here, I hope that doesn't mean that you won't listen to the episode on your podcast platform because that hurts us. So make sure you still let the audio play, even if the volume's down, even if you turn it on three times speed. We want the views. We appreciate you. Um, stay tuned for Winsider all over social media. We got some really cool stuff coming. We'll have series previews for all the game for all the series is we'll have uh deep player profiles throughout the playoffs um we'll be doing some spaces maybe a specialty film room maybe some specialty podcasts you'll just have to wait and see um and definitely join the insider bracket and you can win some cool stuff that teams gave us for free to vote for them because <laughs> that's how it goes <laughs> have a good one y'all <laughs> appreciate you bye guys everyone have a good night